Welcome to the first episode of the Black Sheep Chronicles. So, this episode, we're going to try to give some introductions, let everybody know who we are, and we're going to talk about a topic that's uh, pretty near and dear to us. So, uh, LT, if you want to start off? Yeah, my name is Kale. I'm a lieutenant. I've been in the fire service for 17 years. Uh, I joined the fire service to uh, um, give back to the community that has given to me. I work for my hometown fire department. Um, I worked for a couple of plants that shut down, so I was looking for something more stable, something that someone always needs. And uh, the neighbor's garage burnt, and I watched them put it out, and that kind of gave me the idea to be a firefighter because it's something that will never go away. You're always going to need a firefighter. So. That's true. And um, what keeps me going is uh, just, you know, like I said, just the team, the guys, um, being there for someone on their worst day kind of keeps me going. You know, I'm going to be the guy that shows up to help them out. Uh, when they're having the worst day they could ever have. So that's why I do it. Sweet. Did uh did the company shut down because of you? It's a good possibility because both of them, uh, there's two <laughs> different companies and both of them shut down. So uh, Fire department's still going 17 years later. So hey, That's a good thing. Maybe it wasn't your fault. So I'm Drew. Uh, I'm an engineer. Uh, I've been doing this for 11 years now. And the reason I got into it is I started off as a volley. I rode to a call with a friend of mine one time, and I thought it was cool, and I was like, hmm, maybe that's something I want to do. I originally went to college for computer science, computer programming, realized I didn't want to get stuck behind a desk all day. So uh, I decided to make a change into the fire service, and I've loved it ever since. And what keeps me going is, the, like you said, the guys, the camaraderie on the shift, and looking to see what every day might hold. It's a new adventure every shift, and uh, adrenaline rush is always good to you. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Alright, next is going to be our new guy. I'm Peyton. I'm a uh, probationary firefighter. Uh, I've been doing this for about five years now, uh, six months as a full-time firefighter. Um, I did it just because I grew up in it. Um, you know, Dad's been a firefighter for over 30 years, you know. Um, just, you know, I've always been a fan of it. I always find it interesting. Um, nothing really, nothing else stood out to me and uh, something I've always been a Fan of and enjoyed. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So, I guess today's topic of discussion is one that really hits home with a lot of guys. And it's either good or it's bad, or you could be working on it. So, we're going to talk about culture today. So, Kale, what does culture mean to you? Mm. <laughs> Put me on the spot, man. <laughs> <laughs> culture. Uh, culture, as far as the fire service goes, to me is... Uh, remembering the past while pushing forward for the future I guess for me like uh, you know we only got to where we are because of where we came from mm -hmm. but we also got to push forward to uh, advance with the fire service and that means adapting to new guys as far as like uh, people learn different today than they did 20 years ago mm -hmm. so we have to adjust our training techniques when it comes to that um, I like a positive culture in the fire service Sure. You know, I think we need to push towards that as far as, uh, you know, we need to keep negativity out as far as trying to, when you train together, not trying to wait for somebody to do something wrong, but coach them up to do it right, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and if they don't do it right, just, you know, keep coaching them up and, and support them, you know, and, and get, until they get it right. So uh, just, a, just a positive culture is what we're looking for. But that's what it means to me, really, just trying to remember the past while pushing forward for the future. Mm -hmm. Sounds like... Kind of you were going in like a, culture's like a positive mentorship. Yes. Like you want to take somebody under your wing and make them the best that they can be. 
Absolutely. Well, yeah. my job as an officer is to teach you to take my job. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I can, because as I move forward in the fire service, so are you. Right. Yeah. So my job is to teach you to take my job. That's, I mean, that's really the same way I think about it. And like, one thing I'll add to what you said is the guys make the culture. Yes. Um, yes. Whenever I think about it, I'm thinking about joking around in the bays, getting getting work done on the fire ground, sure. putting in hard work and effort during training, yep. just being ready for whatever might happen. Because I mean, Lord knows, we might run, a, we might work a shift where we don't run a single call. We might run a shift where we run twenty something calls. Yeah, absolutely. And they might all be BS calls or might have some good ones thrown in the mix. Mm -hmm. In the past couple of shifts, had at least one good call every shift. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Last shift we got the the unfortunate event of listening to a structure fire while we weren't there. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Those are always hard. Yeah, it always sucks listening to the guys get to have fun while you're sitting around doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah. It does, but somebody's gotta cover the rest of the district. That was us. <laughs> so, yeah. So in your opinion, Peyton, what's what's culture do you like? What whenever somebody says it, what do you think of? I think culture is all about positivity and pushing forward. Um if you have anyone that has a, ba uh, a bad mindset the fire service, that can really uh, bring a bad mindset into the other guys as well. Um, if everybody has a good mindset, um, a good mindset and a good mentality can bring you places that you probably wouldn't expect from yourself. Um, mm -hmm. sure. And just always always have the mentality to push forward, never quit. Um, you should always try to better yourself any way possible. Um, another thing about culture is too, there's different types of culture. Um, mm -hmm. You have the cultures that come from small town uh, volunteer departments, and you have cultures that come from the big city departments, such as New York. Um, you know, they can vary. Um, you know, the culture that comes from a small town volunteer department, you know, they have fewer guys, maybe, you know, the budgets are small, but um, I feel like that could really bring the, the guys together. Yeah. Um, so working as a community. Working with less for more. Mm hmm. Exactly. That's the way you put that. Because mm -hmm. you're not used to having like. The biggest, baddest trucks. You're not used to having all the nice stuff. So that's when pride really comes into it as well. Because you're having to take care of what you've got. You're making it last. And you're still being proud of what you do for your community. Exactly. I think, I think that's something that the fire service as a whole kind of needs to work on as well. Is that. Because I feel like, I feel like everybody could take more pride in what they do. For sure. Yeah, I agree. And I'm, I'm looking in the mirror when I say that because there's some days where I just I don't feel like doing much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I know that there's things I could be doing, but I'm not. Yeah, and we all have those days. Yeah, which I mean, and that's why we're here. That's why yeah. we're that's why we're doing a podcast. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> this, is, this is coming from experience. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so another thing with culture, and this is my opinion, is I feel like culture can also put you in some bad spots. You get a good culture and everybody gets working along good, especially in like a position that you have. Mm -hmm. It could throw you in the slot. Everybody always talks about right versus wrong. What about right versus right? Right versus right. So, you got an example of that? Yeah. So, okay. <clears throat> let's say I'll use you and uh, your engineer for an example, your normal engineer. Okay. And y'all have a really good working relationship. Y'all have known each other for years. Y'all work really well together. Let's say you're in a meeting, a staff meeting, mm -hmm. and they're talking about laying off engineers because they don't—they have more than what they need. Mm -hmm. And 
if you want to give him ample time to be able to, hey, look, they're talking about layoffs. I'm going to give you plenty of time to be able to look for something else. That way you're not stuck in a bad spot, right? Okay. And so I guess the question is where where is your loyalty going to be? Right, now that's not a good way to put it. What's the right decision? To follow the company's guidelines or the department's guidelines on, hey, you're not supposed to say anything about this mm. because we don't want people freaking out. Right. Or would it be on the other side of the fence where, you know, I, I've been working with them for a long time. We've got a good professional relationship. Mm. I want to let him know that way him and his family is not hurting because right. of decisions that might happen. Sure. So that's that's the right versus right in my mind. Okay. Because I guess so. in a way, one of those damn if you do, damn if you don't. Yeah. So you're asking what I would do? <laughs> like as far well, as it, if the department said don't say anything? Would I say something? <laughs> Not necessarily. Like, okay. just trying to put. Like, Good. <laughs> I don't answer that. <laughs> no, I, I, I wasn't asking. That. It's just like giving an example of how a good culture could put people in bad spots as well, because you've got that relationship built up. You've got that. I guess you've got that niche built in with people, right. where you can talk to them, where they can talk to you. Yeah. But if you don't tell them. Would that make that person feel like you betrayed them? Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. yeah that's and then that's for the point. other side, if you told them, what would the company or department think? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... Well, I can tell you something, um, and this is pretty much still on topic. When I got promoted, I was actually promoted to sergeant first, mm -hmm. and then they we had a title change lieutenant. But when I got promoted to sergeant, I met with our my battalion chief and the deputy chief at that time, and I told them from day one that I, they promoted a fireman's officer, mm -hmm. that I'm not a chief's officer. And they both said, we know that. So, um, but yeah, um, so the, they know they know who I am, I think. Right. But there are, there is, there are times I have to be a chief's officer, I guess. Right. You have to, I mean, yeah. everybody, you get this position, you think I'm always gonna be there for my guys, blah, 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 you know, and, but there's times you can't. There's yeah. times that exactly. you've gotta be You've got to do what the chief tells you. I right. mean, that's part of my job. Mm -hmm. I'm the middleman, you know, so uh, I'll do everything I can to be there for my guys, but sometimes I got to be an officer. Right. Yeah. And uh, that's one of those things that I really don't envy officers about. Yeah. Is having to make those, mm -hmm. I guess you call them hard decisions, hard calls. Right. Or those hard conversations. Sure. sure. Even. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like. Yeah, sometimes they might make people mad, but at the same time, whenever you're not afraid to tell somebody, hey, you're doing this wrong, let's mm -hmm. fix it. Or right. maybe you're not doing it the best way you can. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe you need to do a little bit better. I feel like at the same time, that builds up that relationship that uh, this person's not going to lie to me. Right, yeah. They're, they're going to shoot me straight. That's, and that's one thing I can say, like, ever since I started working with you, that's one mm -hmm. thing you've always done. You've always shot people straight, and I think that's a good quality to have. I appreciate it. Yeah. Not, not trying to sugarcoat stuff. No, no, no. Yeah, I do appreciate it. It's, it's, I work at it. You know, I work at it. But but uh, as far as I'm concerned, there's uh, no time to waste as far as, so if I don't shoot you straight and I sugarcoat things or, or, or not sugarcoat or cover things, then we're wasting time developing you mm -hmm. in your career. You yeah. Know? You know, does that make sense? Like, yeah. If I shoot you straight the first time, you know to fix it then, or Peyton does, or whoever, you know, and uh, 
so that way you can correct it quicker and move further in your career faster. Yeah. If that makes sense. If, yeah. if we cover if we cover for our guys or overlook things or let things slide, then uh, hold them back. Hold, yeah, exactly. You're holding them back. So, so I try to move forward. Um, you know, not too fast, but but not waste time either. Yeah, you want to keep them going at a steady pace. Exactly. Yeah. So, Peyton, with you being newer in the department, what are some challenges? Kind of the chief face since you've started? Um, the challenges I seem to face are um, just adapting to the full-time position. Uh, obviously, it's a new lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, working at 2448, uh, you're away from home, away from home for, you know, a third of your, uh, third of your life. life. Yeah. 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 So it's hard to adjust to that. Um, but I've seen the, you know, seen to catch a hold to it. It's not bad. Um, you know, also just being the new guy, having to learn all the, you know, all the struggles with that. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember those new guy struggles. And breakfast runs got rough sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <The> breakfast runs. <laughs> <laughs> At least we got another one. It's kind of yeah. that's in your your old shoes now. You yeah. got a yeah. wallet full of cards. <laughs> so, so how big a relief was it whenever you passed your probationary test? Oh, it was there? great, man. The feeling of that was oh, it was nice. I, that was one thing you said to him. It's like you can see. I'm trying to remember how you put it. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You, awesome. you, you can see the long run. Yep, the yeah. long term, yep. Yeah, that's how you said it, yeah, the long term. And I, I think that's one thing that is crucial in being able to develop that culture is make sure people can see the long term. Mm-hmm. And they're not just stuck in the moment. Yeah. Now, yeah. granted, there are times when you need to be stuck in the moment yes. I mean, on calls because you're having to keep that situational awareness. You're not wanting to think about, oh, what am I having for supper tomorrow right. while the roof's burning right above you? I mean. Absolutely. All right. But... So, what are some challenges that you face as an officer? I know you briefly mentioned some already, like kind of having those hard conversations and finding that mm-hmm. balance between like the fireman's officer and then having to do what you have to do. Yes, yeah. So challenges, especially for a lieutenant, and I can speak from a lieutenant's position, um, is being the middleman. You're kind of the middleman. You're not administrative. You're still working. I call it a working position. Um, you know, we're considered line officers. Yeah. So we're still firefighters, really. We're just the ones that are ultimately ultimately responsible for everything that goes on, especially being an uh, outline <coughs> station lieutenant. You know, uh, I run my own station, so um, I'm responsible for everything that happens out here. Yeah. So if Peyton doesn't do his job, it's on me. Mm-hmm. If the battalion chief finds out, I'm not saying he doesn't, I'm just saying if something, right. if something gets missed, it's on me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so uh, you have to wear, I yeah. guess, that Dolly Parton's coat of many colors. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so being, yeah, being a lieutenant, um, and anybody else who's a, who's a lieutenant out there, they know you're kind of the middleman. Like you're over some guys, but you've also got guys over you. So you're kind of right in the middle. You yeah. know. So uh, being at your own station helps because I am the the supervisor here. Mm-hmm. You know, but once we all come together, it's finding your place. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like, like where do you stand when you got a captain above you? You got a battalion chief above you. If the deputy chief shows up, you know it's you start kind of falling down the rank real quick. You know? <laughs> so, where am I supposed to be at? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, I always said that's why the uh, lieutenant's helmets are red because um, it's the same color as a bullseye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it feels that way. Yeah, I've never thought of that, but that's, that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. You're, the, you're the ones to catch it whenever it comes down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You were the first ones to catch it downhill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we got to keep it rolling. <laughs> One of the things that I kind of face, I guess, the challenge is being an engineer is the spot decision making. Yeah. 
I mean, sure. whether it be water supply, whether it be, all right, for, we're first D, second D, third D, yeah. I need to hurry up and yeah. whether get whether to get my gear on so I can go and fight fire, mm -hmm. whether I'm tagging in with another crew to do search. I mean, just depending on whatever. Yeah, yeah. Our role is for that particular right. well, from a from a tactical standpoint, if I can talk yeah, as far as challenges go there, yes. I mean being a lieutenant's very uh you know, and having been at your own station, we might be first to do on a fire. So mm. I've got to give the size up, I've gotta give out the first couple of assignments, take command initially. Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on from the tactical side or, or tactical side of being in the officer role, yes. Especially <laughs> on the fire because I yeah. mean just like you say, you're a line officer, so you're having to run command, do your three sixty, make yes. sure all your guys are there, make sure assignments are rolled out, make sure right. you got a water supply because whenever mm -hmm. hopefully somebody else is coming. Oh yeah, yeah. Let you go and have do do the Lord's work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean another thing is too, I mean, you may not be the engineer on the engine, you may be uh, the engineer on the, you know, ladder truck or the rescue and that, you know, kinda changes up your Mm -hmm. activities there as well oh yeah mm -hmm. for sure yeah. it does so i've got some culture cultural characteristics right now and i think these are kind of spot on what we were talking about but their integrity character work ethic <clears throat> pride courage loyalty respect and compassion and i feel like we're all pretty good at making sure those happen mm -hmm. every day especially on like calls because compassion is one of the biggest ones yeah. especially when we start running calls just yeah being there for somebody and what could be their worst moments trying to make their day a little bit better when you can sure so sure. everybody got into the fire service for a reason yes everybody continues to do this job for a reason mm -hmm. so everybody has a reason why they do it Correct. So yes, that's what everyone needs to remember their why, like why they got in the fire service. Cause if you've been doing it for any amount of time, you've been through the peaks and valleys of, you know, the pros and the cons, the positives and negatives, but you gotta, if you get in a valley, the best thing to do is go back to your why, go back to why you joined the fire service in the first place and let that guide you to your decision-making in that moment. So, Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I, I completely agree with that. And I think that's going to be a good stopping point for our first episode. Can't wait to see what the next one has in store. Um, yep. Hope everybody enjoyed listening. And we want to start taking some uh, some listener questions as well. And we have an email address for anybody to send their questions to. And I mean, you'll get honest answers whether they hurt your feelings or whether you like them. Um, if you want to send us an email, it's blacksheepchroniclespodcast at gmail.com. And look forward to seeing you on episode two next month.